Welcome to Streamable, the podcast about the best streaming content out there. We're going to be reviewing shows and movies from Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney+, Peacock, whatever other services they come up with. So sit back, listen to our review, and then you can tell us how wrong we are on Twitter. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Brett. And together we have over 57 years of movie watching experience. Wait, we were watching movies when we were born? Shh, shut up. everybody it's ttp time to podcast no that that's not what that stands for it's not no that's time to penis <laughs> oh yeah all right <laughs> we're gonna be covering mythic quest an apple tv original uh and so far spoilers it's my favorite one we've watched out of all the apple tv originals First off, it's Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. Oh, yeah, fine, the fine. the title. Yeah, I mean, I was calling it Raven's Quest heading into <laughs> this for so long. I'm never going to remember Yeah, we name. said that on a couple podcasts. But, uh, <laughs> uh, and the TTP joke, it, it was like, it was almost like a really shortened ver- version of the, the Silicon Valley uh, dick jerk algorithm thing. <laughs> kind of. Like, I, I totally felt like, so I, I had seen one review article that kind of said, like, it's Silicon Valley meets Always Sunny. That is a good comparison. Probably why I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's about a bunch of nerds uh, making a video game. So it's basically making World of Warcraft. That, that's what. No, the it's making For Honor because apparently Ubisoft is involved in this, and they just took a bunch of cuts of the video game hey, For if Honor. They already have the cuts. Why not just reuse them? I mean, it's fine. I'm curious, like what the average person thinks of that because for me all i saw was oh that's for honor every time it came up not like i wasn't immersed in like oh this is mythic quest i like didn't even play for honor so that didn't really happen to me at all the only one that kind of shot out to me was there was a section where somebody does the spawn dive into the haystack and i was like that's assassin's creed yeah (laughs) anyway so we were going to do the podcast on the pilot but there's nine episodes that apparently all just dropped on February 7th. Yeah, I honestly thought Apple TV was still doing its weird, like, weekly release schedule. Uh, I don't know why they decided to change, but so did we, so we decided to do three episodes. Mainly because it was good. <laughs> well, yeah. Easy to go of 20-minute 20, 20 episodes. Yeah, they're, they're well, I think they're almost 30, but... I think they're about, like, we'll, we'll split the difference. 25-minute episodes. They may have been. Um, but yeah, it's a good show. The pilot, I mean, whatever, that was kind of a weird way to do it. But basically, the pilot started with a commercial for the expansion. So the game is Mythic Quest. Raven's Banquet is the new big expansion they're launching for the game. And the creative director was showing, like, the rest of the senior team this commercial for the game. So it, it's basically like an intro for the show itself. It, it walks through all the characters Iron Grim. I thought that was it was nicely done. I don't. It felt a little cheap. Because then they don't. They, they also just don't have intros for the rest of the episodes, right? But it was like an in-story reason to show people's yeah, names. Yeah, I get it. I what, get what their positions. I get are. why it was there. It was just. It felt a little it, cheap. It, it was. I. It. It was basically an info dump, but I felt like it was. A, it was a nice in-story reason to do it. Yeah. Whatever. It was a minute and thirty seconds. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get, forgive them that. Yeah, Ian Grimm. Stupid fucking name, though. Ian? Why is his name Ian? It's Ian. 
the best part is my my ceo's name is ian and a couple of times because i guess because he's british or i don't know people like american clients have said like oh we thought your name was ian it's like okay i've never heard of that before anyway so ian grimm is the creative director david brittlesby aka rickety cricket Cricket. (laughs) if you've seen always sunny is oh uh, ian grimm is is uh rob mcclehenny David Brittlesby is the executive producer. Poppy Lee is the head engineer. Brad Bakshi is head of monetization. And That's CW Ahmed from Community. Yeah. And C.W. Longbottom. Great name. The writer. Well, I mean, Longbottom just reminds me of Neville. That's the only Longbottom I ever think of. Yeah. But he's not British. He's not. I mean, I know that actor, but I don't know where I know him from. Yeah, I, he, he looks vaguely familiar. He's one of those kind of guys. And then there's kind of a few side characters. The pilot does kind of also start with David. He has a new assistant named Joe, and he's showing her around. And then there are these two testing women that are, like, totally isolated. For some reason, they're, like, isolated in the show as well. Which is weird, because, uh, like... As characters, they they seem fine, but the problem is just that they're they're two characters who basically only ever interact with each other, and they're not really involved with the main cast. Like, kind of tangentially, it, 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 they, it they seems like it was a, a reason to film them separately, like for some reason to like pad the show. Maybe Rob wasn't as available. I I don't know. It seems really weird. I mean, the storyline is fine. Well, by by episode three, they were a little bit more involved. So I'm hoping that... Well, yeah, they were, like, in the pilot in that meeting. Or was that the second episode? I think it was the second episode. Okay, so they were not with anyone else in the pilot. I don't think so. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Anyway, but, yeah, they're interesting characters, though we didn't really get their names. I think one of them was called Rach. Didn't get the other one's name. Anyway, so the big thing in the pilot is that... They're launching this expansion, and the executive producer David is like all about like, okay, we you know we have to launch it on time when we said, and uh, Ian has promised him that he won't have any delays. It seems like Ian kind of comes up with bullshit and always delays stuff. Right, yeah, and and David's holding is on time and on budget. And Poppy, as the lead engineer, has always like followed. Ian's vision, but she just wants this one thing in the game. One thing to be her own. A shovel so you can dig. Dig dicks. I mean, she literally just had to be about digging to change the landscape. I mean, there's nothing, there was nothing in there about, like, finding things by digging. And then, like, can they just keep digging and then lower the terrain completely? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it seemed very stupid. <laughs> but it wasn't really fleshed out. Well, yeah, but basically, Ian looks at it and goes, something's wrong with that shovel, and then decides to kind of derail the whole thing on releasing it. Yeah, then, for some reason, they have this massive mocap studio, and he's back there with the shovel in a mocap suit, smashing watermelons. That is weird. Like, it was funny to have in the show, but it's like, no game studio would really have this. There's there's a bunch of stuff, if you actually know about, like, game design and, like, tech, that's gonna pop out to you as, like, nah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I mean, no sh- part of the show was that technical, which right. was fine. I mean, it doesn't have Like, to episode be. two doesn't make a lot of sense. By the way, in case we haven't said before, we both worked in software companies, so this show is kind of right up our alley. 
because we literally said that Ian is is like one of our well, my former boss. Shh, don't say things. <laughs> Jimmy's current boss. What if people listen to this podcast? Hey, I talked about my current boss. <laughs> we didn't say who he was like. Yeah, that's true. Anyway. So, yeah, there's this whole thing about the shovel, and they end up delaying the launch. Oh, they wanted to, Poppy decided to leak the shovel, and oh, she yeah. wanted to leak it to critics so that they would be like, oh, the shovel's great, so, you know, they couldn't change it. And the, the head of monetization guys know we're going to leak it to basically this 14-year-old Twitch streamer. Whose name is based on Pew- PewDiePie. His but it's Pootie Shoe. Pootie Shoe. Which is so much stupider. I mean, his whole shtick is also making uh, weird rhymes with Pootie and then buttholes and poop jokes, I think, right? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. He's a 14-year-old, so you expect. <laughs> well, I like how his mom interrupts him midstream. He's like, no, I can't just pause it. Fuck you, Mom. Get the fuck out of my room. So funny, because I had that conversation with my parents. It's like, no, you can't pause an online game. You guys don't get it. Anyways, where were we? Oh, yeah, they leak it to, to Pootie Shoe. And he hates it. He's like, yeah, this is a stupid shovel. It doesn't fucking do anything. <laughs> it was stupid as hell. And he's like, I tried to dig a dick with it, and they didn't let me. So that, that was where our joke from the opener came, that TTP is time to penis. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. they, they have a measurement for how quickly someone will make things and- into dicks in the game. And with the ability to, to dig and actually change the landscape, people would just draw dicks. It would it'd be that really short TTP. So they, yeah, she added in a limiter that wouldn't let you dig enough stuff to make a dick, I guess. No, it literally showed him, like, he dug a straight line and then tried to dig the balls, and, like, they kept disappearing. <laughs> anyway, so then I am... Oh, then they wanted to... Uh, the head of monetization guy basically, like, knew that was going to happen. So he had this alternative of this sexy wood nymph that would grant you the shovel if you bought it yeah it was, it was, a, it was loot a loot box. box that you buy and then she gives you the shovel and as she gives you the shovel her breasts are exposed <laughs> which they couldn't have in the game i don't know maybe because she's a weird plant creature her boobs don't count <laughs> no i don't think they could get that by the ER. esrb we don't even know what the rating is on that game that's gotta be E. Dante's Inferno had you fight against a giant, like, Cleopatra where you have to attack her breasts that, like, are shooting out weird demon babies. I'm sure that was an M-rated game. I think online multiplayer games usually aren't that. I don't know. Game ratings are so stupid because parents don't pay attention and buy their kids that stuff anyways. True. Yeah. You know how many 12-year-olds have played Grand Theft Auto? Way too fucking many is the answer. True. So... Um, yeah, and then Ian has his way with the shovel, and... (laughs) That sounds wrong. I mean, he kind of does. Well, yeah, but he basically turns the shovel into an in-game weapon that you can get and beat the shit out of people with. Well, yeah, and he's, like, he's up late coding on, like, a Saturday night or something, and apparently Poppy's watching version control, and she sees that, like, crappy code is being pushed out. Oh, I think she just gets an alert, because yeah. you can set it up so you get that. So she asks him what's going on, and she eventually, he, he convinces her to help him, basically. Oh, but also as a nerd, who, why was he committing bullshit code that wasn't ready to go yet? Maybe they had a separate branch, don't worry about it. 
Yeah, well, yeah, she comes in, and then uh, he gives her a speech about all this stuff and realizes that, no, th this is the stupid thing that the players are going to want. He doesn't know how he knows, but he knows it. And then she immediately figures out, okay, these are the ways you get it to, like, feel better as you're, you know, Yeah, using it, it swings level. faster and heavier and causes more blood. All of that's there. true, though, because if you don't code all that crap correctly, the, the shit feels wrong. That's why, like, some games just feel better to play for just the mechanics. Like, I remember the first time I played Destiny, even though the story and everything didn't make any sense, the gunplay in that game was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, um, and that's that's kind of it, right? That was pretty much the end of the pilot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it goes out, everybody likes the shovel, and then he gives a speech about his muse, <laughs> and it turns out to be in the shovel. That was good. Right, it seems like he's talking about Poppy, and she realizes, no, no, it's the shovel. It's the shovel. But, I mean, it was a good pilot. It was pretty funny, and then it made me want to watch more episodes, so we did. Yeah, I mean, uh... Rob McElhenney and Charlie Day are writers and creators. Um, I wonder why Glenn's not a part of the team there. No idea. Who knows? Um, yeah, the third person is Megan Gantz, who worked on a little bit of Always Sunny and Community. And a bunch of executive producer credits on a bunch of other things. Mm, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, if, if you're a nerd, if you like video games, if you like kind of office politics, kind of bullshit stuff uh rob McElhenney is a narcissist I mean, it's, it, a good it, it's a little like i would say the humor is kind of like always sunny but like toned back and in, in terms of they're oh not, yeah yeah they're no, not they're not, not horrible people it's but the humor is kind of similar yeah he's a narcissist but he's not like an evil <laughs> he's, not, he's not like a sociopath yeah or basically and then anyway so episode two is i think it opens with pootie shoe uh, talking about this maxed man character they created like two years ago that they were building up as this like huge reveal and like two years later they still haven't said anything about it and every time they've asked Ian Grimm about it his did, answer went from like oh you're gonna find he, out soon he did like social media posts and stuff and it was kind of interesting to see that in the show that they you know filmed it like he, he filmed it himself on a phone obviously just a Instagram story or something and yeah, he's basically like, uh, uh, hang off, guys. The, you know, it's coming soon. And then it was like, it's, it's not happening. Stop asking about it. And <laughs> so yeah, he, he pretty clearly didn't have any idea what to do with it. So they had just delayed it. But then Brad had pushed for this casino. Yeah, just to have more in-game monetization. Literally so it's, it's, putting a casino in it's, the It's game a fantasy game. game. And they literally built like a modern Vegas casino in the middle of the floor. <laughs> where I guess, yeah, where you buy stuff with actual money, that's insane. Yeah, so he apparently had outsourced all of it because none of the team there wanted to work on it. To Bucharest is what yeah. he said? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we get a little bit more time with the, the game devs in this one because they end up having to stay up all night to... Uh, well, that's, to yeah, the, te test this one. the testers, not the, not the actual... Oh, sorry, developers. sorry, game testers, that's what I meant. Yeah. These two women who, yeah, one of them is clearly gay for the other one. Um, I mean, in episode two, it seems like it might be reciprocated. Yeah. Doesn't say, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe. But yeah, they, they spend up all night, stay up all night testing and just screwing around in the office because no one else is there. 
which we've also been known to do. <laughs> hey, hey, we we only did that during like Christmas and weekends. Oh yeah, and weekends. But that's not as bad. That one time the power went out and we left the AC on all weekend. That doesn't even make sense. It's not possible. What do you mean? We turned the AC on, the power went off, we did, we just left, yeah, and then the AC came have, back on when the power came on. They nests. Out. It would have regulated it. I just no, the it. bad part was just that we, I think we locked all of our, my, my, I locked my shit in there over the weekend because we left because the power went out and then the door didn't work because the door was connected to like some sort of electronic opener. Don't have your doors connected. And then the I had to try to lockpick the power supply thing downstairs, and then I lockpicked it locked, and I had to lockpick it open again. That was anyway, fun. Random rant. So we, again, we relate to this show for many reasons. Well, but... I mean, liter- going back to random rant, that was literally the day we, we finally set up the Xbox and projector there and then stayed late at work yeah, to play Halo. Halo. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. So, uh, yeah, these two women have to test all the bugs for the crappy casino. And there's like over a hundred bugs that's, they lost. That's kind of like their side plot again. It it isn't really connected with the main story, other than it's the same well, casino it's thing that everyone's. the main story, but they have like no interaction with the right. the main cast. Yeah, it's a little odd. Anyway, yeah. uh, and then they piss off Brad, this head of monetization guy, because they're like, we we don't need you. This casino is a crappy idea, and he's just a soul sucking leech. Yeah. Right. Um. So the next morning he's gone. Literally, his desk is gone. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that works, but... Uh, and he set everything in the, the store. You know, there's see- seemingly some kind of microtransaction thing with this game, but he set everything to free. And he is apparently the only person who has access to the financial controls and can set the prices. Which doesn't make any sense. That does not make would any have sense control. whatsoever. Uh, yeah, a developer would have, would have so much more control over everything. Yeah. They would just disable the store. That's all they would do. Oh, the store's offline for now. Come back later. Yeah. But they can't do that because they don't have access to that. Yeah, apparently the head developer and the executive producer and a bunch of people can't do anything. It's only this one guy, so... So everyone in the game is now buying up every single overpowered weapon for free. and then They're able to get through this expansion that I guess is supposed to take a while. Yeah, because they said they spent two years developing the expansion. Right, they don't want people to beat it in two days. Yeah. So this, uh, the head of development, Poppy, is trying to calm down David, the executive producer, because he's he's freaking out. By the way, it's very refreshing to see Rickety Cricket as a normal human. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched uh, the last couple of seasons of Always Sunny, but he was getting pretty, pretty freaky. Uh, anyway, he's freaking out, and then what happens? Like, they decide they need to go to, uh, Brad's house to talk to him and apologize because they, they can't fix anything. There's a boot on his car because his car was paid with company. I, I mean, it didn't make sense. It seemed like it was still his personal car. Yeah, unless it was a company car, that made no sense. Then they tried to get a lift, and then I guess maybe her account was locked because it was a corporate car, even though they have multiple cards on lift. And there's a section for your corporate card and a section for your personal. Yeah, there's a few things that didn't make sense technically, but whatever. The, the, the whole episode made no tactical sense. No. They basically go back inside to calm down and get some ice cream bars that are now missing because the testers ate them at night while they were testing all night. And then when she's having a freak out because they ate her ice cream bars because she thinks Brad stole them. 
they see that Brad's actually just having a meeting with uh with Ian and and CW the writer. Oh yeah, they had a they had a side plot where they're trying to figure out the storyline for the Masked Man, and then they come up with Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. So yeah, he's like. How does that come up? There's a conversation about father and son. Yeah, the, the son has to save the father from the dark and bring him back to the light. And he unmasks him. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, they need a Death Star. And the casino was the Death Star, I guess. But they never talked about destroying it. No, just that they would have to fight in the Death Star. Right. And then okay. he would save okay. him there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Brad's back because his whole plan was for them to use the casino. So he's happy that they're going to use the casino, and then he already fixed all the issues by making everything worth money again. So they don't explain the, what what happened to everybody that already bought all the stuff. Did they just check their transaction history and remove all the items everyone bought for free? Who knows? Maybe. That's I mean, the kind of crap I focus on. I know there is some like fallout and stuff that like I don't know. The episodes are really short, so I get why they don't dive into some of that, but. Well, I mean, most normal people probably don't care about True. that, but True. I'm going like super nerds. I literally sat there going like, you know what? There's a transaction ID for all those purchases tied to the player accounts. They There's timestamps. They can 100 percent just go through, run a rollback on the database, and be fine. But but you got to think about the community fallout and the user experience. Yeah, gain. they can it's just, just they a... can just gift everyone a free like 500 coins or something for the inconvenience. And say there was a glitch on there, and they made it that, and they remove all that for game balance purposes. Sure. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Oh, in this episode, did they introduce... No, that's next episode. Yeah, I think it's the next okay. episode. Okay, anyway. Uh, was there anything else in, in episode two? No, I mean, that's that's about it. Yeah. These episodes are pretty short. There's not a lot to them, but they've got good jokes and whatever. And that's kind of what I expect from a 30-minute comedy. Episode three opens up with... They have like an emergency meeting they have to go down and talk to the head of community well not not before poppy's meeting with all of her devs to finally launch her own new feature oh yes dinner party do don't do the hands you gotta do the hands <laughs> if you if we don't have a video of this podcast just watch the show you'll get it maybe you can feel the energy <laughs> dinner party look it's not really jazz. It's just an opening of the hands. Yeah, not you even did too much jazz. jazz I did too much hands. Anyway, uh, yeah, she's excited about this social feature where well, the it's, name it's, of the social feature is really stupid. Right. <laughs> it's literally just the other developer. Like, it's a multi-raid group meetup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the other developer makes fun of her for it. Anyway, then they have to go to the uh, she and David go to the head of community, who is all the way in the basement. Her last name is Gorgon. Awesome. And then you expect somebody who deals with the community to be all depressed and shitty because, you know, right, all they actually, communities suck. They actually say something about that. and David's like, no, it's no. so much worse. <laughs> she's so, like, chipper. Yeah. And she's like, uh, well, we're the uh, number one online multiplayer game. For, for white supremacists. <laughs> It's a, I also love that it's a Kotaku article. Just yeah, because, that's exactly. Yeah. If you read Kotaku, that's that's know. what it's become. You know. Uh, so Except for the Fahey articles, they're still good. They find that there's a group of 40 Nazis that have a, a Nazi guild, I guess, in the game. And they're using Poppy's shovel to dig swastikas. And swastika dicks. 
We gotta play that one quote. That was really good. We have Nazis in the game. Kotaku found a guild of 40 or so members who openly profess to playing our game according to fascist principles. Okay, hold on. People use that word to mean anyone who disagrees with them. How can we be sure that these are actual Nazis? Well, they did this with the shovel. So? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, those are Nazis. This is not what the shovel is meant for. It was made to murder people. And dig dicks. Oh, they did that too. Oh, wow. Say what you want about Nazis. They are precise. Well, that's German engineering. So, yeah, anyway, that was funny. Lots of jokes like that. Yeah, that, that was that was a pretty yeah. good joke. So they, they, I forget why Ian separates himself, but basically this subplot, there's... Well, it, it everyone up. has their own little plans to deal with it, I guess. And then, like, David's like, all right, we're banning them. And it's like, well, we can't really deal with that because... Well, yeah, even... the, Brad and, and David have a subplot together where Brad, it's like, well, we can't just outright ban them because they're paying customers. <laughs> right. <laughs> he still wants their money. And then he basically just sidetracks him with, like, we should have a committee that decides the ethics of the game because you can't just ban the Nazis. You have to ban other people. Manspreaders. How is that? I don't understand how you manspread in the game. Maybe there's a manspread-like emote. <laughs> if they put it in the game, then it's their fault. There's a group of people who are manspreading. Well, if that's the case, then the Nazi salute they put to the <laughs> spoilers but yes it is <clears throat> anyway they decide they have to form a committee and this is where the tester girls come in because they go and ask one of the girls is black so they're yeah, like they, they need right. diversity so right they ask they're, the black girl and then they're like yeah the other girl we who, don't need both of she you. said she's white i didn't think she was white but anyway doesn't matter she's like i'm a lesbian <laughs> they're like oh okay you can try <laughs> So they have this committee, and they're trying... They literally have just a whiteboard full of all of the different groups, man-spreading and everything. Well, they're, they're initially listing them, and then it becomes a goddamn, <laughs> like, March Madness bracket. Yeah, which was awesome. <laughs> Especially when it came down to the last two. To decide who the one group they're going to ban Yeah, I don't get why they decided they had to have one group. Like, shouldn't it be all 64, like the top 10 or something? But, uh, yeah, so they, they get to this conclusion, and number two is um, Patriots fans, which I love. <laughs> and number one is Nazis. So they spent, like, and it's late into the night when they yeah, finally Yeah, so they get spent the... hours to end up right back where they started. Right, but meanwhile, Ian and Poppy have... No, Ian's doing something else. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So Poppy's trying to do a peaceful protest, and she decides it's a way to promote dinner party see you gotta do the hands <laughs> uh so she organizes this peaceful protest uh all of the nazis respond by Organizing making their, their own dinner party not so peaceful protest with like four thousand people that come through and destroy the peaceful protest somehow for some reason her dinner party involves all of the people being unarmed and then the nazi party full protest the nazi party is a, it's actually a raid group coming in, and it's right. a huge collection. It's more than the original 40 Nazis. Right, right, right. 
So then uh, Ayn gets all excited because he's like, oh, you drew them all out. It's not just the 40 people who are, like, explicitly in a Nazi guild. It's, like, everyone who's horrible yeah, now. Because the entire episode, he's been trying to figure out ways to draw them out, but he's been doing he's shit He's been like... doing it, like, helping design a Nazi salute in the game. Helping yeah. design... <laughs> and then you, you can see a little dwarf doing it. Yeah, over yeah. and over. That was awesome. Uh, helping design uh, an SS logo for a patch for them to wear. It's two black lightning bolts. <laughs> Uh, what else did they do? <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, it's those things. Uh, so they end up giving all this to the Nazis, but they ban them all to their own server. Yeah, they they create a create a single server for Nazis, so they just have like a what's it called? A echo chamber. They, it, it creates a Nazi echo chamber where they can all just be horrible assholes to each other. Right. And and nobody else has to deal with their shit. Right, so they took those 4,000 people that were part of that raid group, basically, and dumped them on one server. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's a, it's a nice solution, I guess. And and gave them Nazi salutes, and they're all drawing, or digging swastikas with shovels. <laughs> Did they remove the Nazi salute patch from the rest of the game? I would assume so. I hope so. <laughs> but then that does mean they have a separate code branch to maintain. Nazis just don't get updates anymore. Did they say that? No, but come on. <laughs> they said something like that, though. That's why I asked. I don't remember. Anyway, they just isolated the Nazis instead of banning them, so they're still paying money. And Oh, and that was kind of Brad's goal all along, because by the time they finally get around to making the decision in the committee, Ian's like, yeah, we, we fixed that. The Nazis are fixed. Yeah, the Nazis are fixed. <laughs> So David's just like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, I mean, the episode literally just ends with somebody going and masking tape, like, labeling one of their servers as Nazi jail. Right. I did, like, yeah, the the shot of the server farm, and they just label one Nazi prison. Nazi prison. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, that was it for the three episodes we watched, but so far, so good. I'm actually enjoying it and and probably going to watch the rest of it. I, I don't know how I, I struggle again to see how normal people feel feel about the show because we're both gamers and people who have worked in a software company, yeah, so we yeah, get it, it a really, lot of the show. We're like in a very niche target that they're they're hitting with everything, but I still think the I think there's enough of a gamer base that there's people that'll watch it. Yeah, I mean, I even think like trying to think of someone who's not a gamer. I don't know. I mean, like I said, nothing's too technical. I mean, if anything, the technical parts draw away from it because I get annoyed that it's not exactly correct, but yeah. I'm a weirdo. If you like Always Sunny, it's probably a safe bet to watch the pilot. Well, that's another thing. Like You described it as Always Sunny and Silicon Valley together. I mean, there's lots of people that watch Silicon Valley that True. didn't know anything about it. I mean, <laughs> that Silicon was a Valley lot. Silicon Valley gets really technical sometimes. And that's why I loved Silicon Valley. <laughs> oh, it's Tabs over now. Tabs versus Spaces Sadness. was so good. Especially because we had that conversation with that people. Literally the week before that episode aired. Yeah, that was good timing. Yeah. I mean, tabs are better than spaces. No, no, she, we're not. We're not going back there. Tabs are smaller. No, it's it's a consistency of design. You can set you can set your ID. No. And display it however you want. Just do tabs though. Anyway, the show's good. We're gonna try to probably do the rest of the first season. We've got a lot of the other shows coming up, so I don't know how we're gonna. Yeah, do it's this. probably not gonna happen for another like. Five episodes at the earliest, I think. Yeah. But it'll probably got... be the rest of the season together, I assume. Uh, why not? Well, yeah, I think we'll 
I, I think we should keep doing three episodes. You want to do three episode pieces? Yeah. yeah. There's nine episodes. We did the first three here. We'll do uh, four, five, and six, and then seven, eight, nine. Uh, but we have Altered Carbon 1 and 2, we have Lock and Key, we have Hunters. Hunters. That's at least four or more weeks of that stuff before we can like even get to Apple TV. feel like we're missing something else, but anyway. And by then, probably... maybe more shit will get released, because apparently now, finally, stuff's coming out. But it's coming out all at once. I don't understand, Apple. Anyway, anything else? I think that'll do it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on all the popular social media sites at StreamablePod and listen to the podcast on your favorite platforms. Please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review.